man who wrote the book on human behavior. A special edition. Richard Flint Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk human behavior. Some of the most powerful words if you've ever been to a NASCAR race are the Indianapolis 500. Those starting words start your engine. That's what we want to talk about today. Your engine. Your internal energy is your spirit. And your spirit is the key to all you want to achieve and all you will achieve. Your spirit is like that power source within you. It's there to help you stay calm, to help you stay focused. It's there to keep you pointed in the right direction. And when your spirit is fine-tuned, there's very little that can stop you. But when your spirit is being controlled by negative forces, then what does it do? It pulls you down. All because your spirit is not finely tuned. So, here's what you and I have to do every day of our life. We have to take care of our spirit. Because our spirit is so critical to our life. Here's our thought that's going to guide us. Most who enter the track on which they're going to build their business, their life, will not complete the race. Not because they can't, but because they aren't ready for what is about to happen. I watch people, and they get so excited about this part of their life. They get so energized because they look in front of them and they see the world of possibility. Some of you have heard me talk about what possibility is. Possibility is driven by excitement. Excitement is created by curiosity. And when you and I are curious and it builds that level of energy within us, it opens us up to see there is a possibility here. Here's the interesting thing about possibility. In and of itself, it's negative. Why? Because when curiosity creates excitement, and excitement opens the door to possibility, we stand in a moment, and we look around, and in that moment, we want things to happen. Because most of us, when we're curious, what do we do? We give ourselves sometimes a picture that is unrealistic. And then what happens when all of a sudden, that possibility that was driven by our excitement doesn't happen the way we wanted it to happen. What happens? Can it suck energy out of you? Can it pull you down? Can it make you ask negative questions? We need to understand the power of our spirit. People don't commit to possibilities. They explore them. People commit to opportunities. And opportunity is the result of curiosity, because that's where it starts. And that curiosity creates a pathway. And because our spirit is strong, and because this is something we really want, and because it's something we're willing to work on, what do we do? We give it the best of us. And so the curiosity begins to mature. 
And as curiosity matures, it moves from questions to thoughts. And in that world of thought, what do we do? We take the thought and we find a connection in our mind. And when thought connects with our mind, it creates what? An opportunity. Let's go back for a second. Curiosity is an emotion. When curiosity creates to excitement, there's a lack of maturity there. But when curiosity commits to a thought, and that thought finds a connection in your mind, it opens up the world of opportunity. And in that world of opportunity, we see things we can't see when we're simply excited. In that world of enthusiasm, there's a stronger foundation of self-worth. In that world of opportunity, we trust more in ourselves. We believe more in ourselves. It's easier for us to be focused. And the stronger our focus, the bigger the world of opportunity becomes. So many fail to reach the finish line because they were driven by their excitement and they really didn't prepare for what was in front of them. In business, when you aren't prepared, the track becomes too tough. What happens to most people when the track becomes too tough? They find a reason, they find an excuse, they find something to blame, and rather than seeing the opportunity, they get down because the possibility didn't happen. And how many times have you known people who have walked away before they got to the finish line? How many times have you known people who stopped just short of what they could have achieved with their life? The track of life will contain obstacles, challenges. Yes, it'll contain struggles. But if you're really in it for the long haul, if you're really about finding the opportunities in life that will allow you to grow, because folks, hear me, if curiosity does not mature, and find the opportunity, you will always find yourself frustrated and disappointed, and then what will you do? You will walk away. And the human spirit is the key to all of this. Now, I need for you to understand this. There's mistakes, and we're going to make a mistake. But there's also critical mistakes. Look at my definition. A critical mistake is the internal or external collisions that can't be repaired in time to finish the race. What am I talking about? Desire comes up against fear. And because we practice fear more than we practice desire, fear wins. That's a critical mistake. Confidence comes up against doubt. And because most of us have grown up in a world where negative is so prevalent and doubt attacks our confidence, who wins? Doubt. That's a critical mistake. Worry comes up against calmness. And because most of us are more reactive than we are responsive, most of us don't have a clear understanding of what our purpose is. We hit a tough place in life. And what do we tend to do? We tend to worry about what if. We tend to look for the dark cloud. 
And when that happens, that sense of worry overcomes our calmness. That's a critical mistake. And then what happens? Uncertainty comes up against trust. I think one of the hardest things in life for most people is to get to a place in life where they can really say, I trust me. I think most people trust yourself in some situations, but trust has to become a permanent part of your foundation. You've got to be able to stand up and look forward and believe that there's a future for you that is better than where you are right now. And when you trust yourself, you're always going to go forward. But when uncertainty comes up against trust and uncertainty is stronger than trust, what happens? We stand on the edge of the unknown where on the other side of that unknown is the adventure we've been planning for. But when uncertainty is stronger than trust, then uncertainty is going to win. And folks, that becomes a critical mistake. See, the fact is simple. There are mistakes. And you and I are going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. There's also critical mistakes. The difference is a critical mistake will stop your business before you have really reached the pathway and the desire of your success. I want to walk you through something. I have found that there are five critical mistakes that most people make. And I want to keep this racetrack theme because most of us don't live at a pace we can manage. You know to me that pace is everything. The faster you move, the less you see. The faster you move, the less prepared you are. The more blurred the terrain is around your life. But when you and I understand pace, we're giving control to ourselves of our life. We're moving forward, but we're moving prepared. We're moving with understanding. We're moving with purpose. We're moving with the belief that this is what I should be doing with my life. You and I have got to prepare ourselves from these critical mistakes. So mistake number one, you blow an engine. If you don't take care of the engine, it can blow. If you don't take care of your inner spirit, it can blow up all around you. In your business, your energy is your inner spirit. Without it being fine-tuned, you'll lack the energy to handle the track you're running on. You ever watched an engine that was not finely tuned and trying to go up a hill? It takes all of the power it has to get up that hill, and it sputters and it coughs, and all of a sudden you're not sure you're going to get up there. Same thing is true with your life. You have got to protect your internal spirit. So, what will cause your engine to blow? A blocked fuel line. What does that mean? That means that there's no time for you. You give and you give and you give and you take care of everybody else, but you don't take care of yourself. And do you understand that when you're not taking care of yourself, your energy is not strong? I don't care who you are. I don't care how strong you think you are. I don't care how motivated you think you are. If you don't protect your inner spirit, you'll run out of energy. 
And then what do we do? We, we can't believe our life is dealing with this. Why? It's up to you to take care of the engine. It's up to you to monitor it and make sure that it's fine-tuned. What will cause your engine to blow? Low oil pressure. Passion. I just finished a brand new program on strengthening passion. And this past Saturday, I got to do it for the first time for a group of automotive mechanical shop owners. Because I think it's one of the biggest challenges that you and I have in life. You know why? Because we don't protect our engine. Because we don't take care of ourselves, And because we're always living to play catch up or, or there's always something else to do. You know what it does? It wears on us. And do you think that if you don't protect your spirit, it can wear you down? Do you think if you don't monitor your own passion level, it can wear you down? And when you get worn down, does it change your attitude? Does it change your thoughts? Sometimes do negative behaviors slip in? You and I have got to be able to maintain the passion for what we're doing. Passion is the enthusiasm that says, I'm in the right place. It's that part of your inner spirit that just flows out of you, and we call the flowing out of ourselves motivation. But what motivation is, is a byproduct of a healthy spirit that flows through passion. What will cause you to blow the engine? Overworking the engine. Do you know that some of you can't say no? I spent the morning making morning minute phone calls because I call the people who are on my morning minute every year and we do a checkup. And I was talking to this one guy and he said, you'd be so proud of me. I leaned back and I said, well, tell me how I'd be proud of you. He said, I've learned to say no. He said, you know what I figured out this past year? Because I couldn't say no, I constantly exhausted my life. You know how people can't say no because they feel guilty? Why should you feel guilty? Because you've been trained that you got to put everybody else in front of you? You always have to be on the bottom of the totem pole? Listen, what value can I bring to other people if I'm constantly exhausted? What value can I bring to life when I need the energy to step on the gas and go? It's not there because my engine hasn't been taken care of. What will cause your engine to blow? Wrong fuel. Do you know that most of the wrong fuel in our life is allowing the wrong people to be in our life? Do people provide us with fuel? And what happens if you pull up to the gas tank your car is not a diesel and you put diesel fuel in it. Think that will affect your energy? Think that will affect your engine? Think that will affect your spirit? You and I have to understand something. For us to have value in our life, for us to have an engine that can rev with perfection and be fine-tuned, I can't let the wrong fuel, the wrong people in my life and give them my life and my presence. Because you understand something. Negative people steal from you. They steal time. And what happens when they're stealing your time and you need to put your time where it needs to go and you don't have that time because you've given it to them? Think that's going to affect your spirit. They steal energy. I don't care how strong you are. Negative people can wear you down. They steal your mind. 
They infest your emotions. And every day that you and I feed our lives the wrong fuel, we're setting ourselves up to blow an engine. So, what do we do? How do you make sure your spirit is ready? Stay centered on helping people. And let me put the caveat to this. By first helping yourself. You know, when I started the world of counseling, it was really challenging for me to turn people off. I'd finish a day in the counseling room and I'd go home and I'd sit there and I'd think, did I do the right thing? Did I say the right thing? I was so centered on helping people, I forgot to take care of myself. Your ability to help others starts with your ability to create a healthy you. You want to keep from blowing your engine? Stay centered on helping people by helping yourself. Prepare a plan, but don't be afraid to adjust it. One of the things most people need to do, they need to take the fear of change out of their life. Because people want to improve as long as they don't have to change something. Change is an emotion. It's an emotion that makes us believe that we're safe where we are. And in that emotion, if I feel safe where I am, oh no, it's not what I want it to be, it's okay. Then what am I gonna do? I'm going to resist change. You and I have to understand life is not about you changing. It's about you improving. If you want to have a plan for your life, and if you want that plan to have power, if you want that plan to have purpose, if you want that plan to help prepare you, you got to have the plan. But if the terrain changes, if the surprises come at you, you've got to trust yourself enough to adapt. How do you make sure your spirit is ready? Invest in the right mental diet. Oh, do you know what that mental diet is? It's the morning minute. That's why I created it. It's morning manna. It's 60 seconds of your life to get up each day and take 60 seconds, hear a philosophy, gain a piece of wisdom that will help you start your day living from your mind down, not your emotions up. Every day, you've got to feed yourself a positive diet of energy. How do you make sure your spirit is ready? Revisit your dream daily. You see, a dream that's not a constant part of your life is a fantasy. A dream that is not examined, visited, learned from, adapted, and implemented has no power in your life. That's a fantasy. So every day you got to revisit your purpose. Every day you've got to reestablish an agenda for that day. Every day you've got to commit yourself to improving. How do you make sure your spirit is ready? Infuse your life with quality people. Sometimes one of the hardest things you and I will ever do is to confront negative behavior. And the more negative people you have in your life, the more it damages your spirit. How do you make sure your spirit is ready? You must be a friend, not an enemy. And what do I mean? You got to see the value of time in your life. You know, there are four things you can do with time. You can waste it. You do that. You can abuse it. Bet you've done that. You can spend it. But none of those is being respectful of time. Because the only part of time that's respectful 
is when you invest it. What is time? It's the space between the day you were born and the day you die. And you get to fill in the blank. How many times do you procrastinate? That's being disrespectful of time. How many times do you spend a day doing everything except what you needed to do? That's being disrespectful of time. I talked with another gentleman today who lives in New Mexico. And he told me, he said, Richard, I have an urgency to my life that I've never had. And I said, why? He said, I'm 79 years of age. And I think my time is limited. And he said, there's so many times in the past that I've wasted time. And he said, today I'm trying to play catch up. And folks, you can't catch up with time. Because once time has ticked, it's gone. Critical mistake number two. You run out of gas. <laughs> Too many start with a full tank of excitement. And don't bother to check the gauge and see what the fuel level is. Let's go back to where we started. Excitement can't last. Oh, in the beginning, it can fill your tank, give you energy. It can make you feel motivated. But go back. Most of where we enter life in the world of newness is because we're curious about something. I watch so many people who are so curious about life, and they race in. And then all of a sudden, it doesn't happen on their timetable. Why don't we pay attention to the gas gauge? Getting there is our only mission. What do we do? We make life a race. We're just running so fast. We know this is what we're supposed to be doing with our life. And we're so excited that we don't pay attention to the fact that if you don't turn excitement into enthusiasm, you're going to run out of gas. Why don't we pay attention to the gas gauge? Attention to details is not one of your strong suits. I watch people in sales. They're not good with paperwork. They just want to sell. And they don't understand that selling is a process. I watch so many people who start their own business. And all they want to do is succeed. And they don't understand building a business is a process. I watch so many people who are dreamers. And they start this dream. And they just jump into it. And they don't understand building a dream is a process. And you know a big part of that process? Paying attention to the details. Why do people run out of gas? They're staring at too many other things. They're not focused. They don't have the right pace. They're excited. They're not enthusiastic. They're living in a world of possibility, not a world of opportunity. And so they run in out of control. And they don't pay attention to the need to check the gas gauge. You ever done this? You've been driving and the gas gauge is there and the little light comes on, says you need gas, and you tell yourself, I can make it to the next station. And how many times do we believe that I don't need to worry about right now, I can get to the next point? But what happens if you run out of gas before you get there? Think it can affect your spirit? Think it can throw negative darts at you? Critical mistake number two. You run out of gas. So how do you keep your tank full? You got to think. Listen to me. Most people don't think they think they think. Why? Because most people live from their emotions up, not their mind down. 
Most people are moving so fast, their emotions are clogging the fuel line to their imagination. You got to think. One of the things I see with a lot of people, they can't stand on their own two feet. Because they don't trust their self, they depend on everybody else for the answers, and then it's not your life then. How do you keep the tank full? Adjust. Without it, you'll be lost. You see, the right path today may not be the right path tomorrow. But if I'm moving too fast, if I'm not paying attention to the terrain, if I'm not paying attention to what's happening, if I'm not looking at the gauge, and I run out of gas, I'm standing on the side of the road trying to figure out what to do. How do you keep the tank full? No negatives. That's a hole you can't repair. You've got to be willing to confront the behavior of people. You've got to become comfortable telling people, your behavior is no longer acceptable for my life. All negative people want to do is to manipulate and control you. No negatives. Because negative people can put a hole in your gas tank. How do you keep your tank full? Keep focused. Distractions will drain you. And I think you know that. You've got to be able to stay focused. That means I've got to be patient. It means I've got to be paced. But at the same time, I've got to be persistent in doing the things that keep me moving forward, which means I got to monitor that fuel gauge. I got to monitor my pace. I got to monitor my patience because those combined together keep me clear on where I'm going. Critical mistake number three, you hit the wall. You see, hitting the wall is a result of you losing your focus. When you stop paying attention to your plan, you're headed for the wall. So, why worry about the wall? Because if you don't pay attention to the wall and you hit it, all the good you've done, all the preparation you've done to get to this point is destroyed. Why worry about the wall? A wall will stop you, and I mean it will stop you. The crash that you can't overcome. You've got to stay focused, because focus is what will keep you on the track. I just bought a new car. It was uh, my birthday present. And I love this new car because there's something in it that makes me laugh. I'm driving down, and if I wander out of the lane, the steering wheel begins to shake. And it tells me, you're not where you need to be. And every now and then, I need to shake. Because I need to realize that when I lose my purpose, I lose my direction. And if I lose my direction, I can hit the wall. Why worry about the wall? Lives are at stake. Not just your life, but the lives of people around you. Because you see, there are other people who are along on this journey with you. And if you lose focus, you can steer them in the wrong direction. And you think, well, they're not my responsibility. But the people who depend on you, you are accountable to. Why worry about the wall? It leaves you dazed or dead. One of those two. You lose the focus and you make a wrong turn. You come up against something you shouldn't have come up against. 
Let me tell you something. It can make you dizzy. Or you know what it can do? Stay there long enough and it can kill your spirit. So how do you strengthen your focus? Fine-tune and adjust your plan. Folks, every day demands a plan. If I get up in the morning without a purpose, that day really doesn't have direction. I just wander through it. I have to get up every day and know my purpose for that day. How do you strengthen your focus? Organize consistent time blocks. Don't let yourself get cluttered. Don't get into this world of starting things you don't complete because everything that you don't complete steals part of your spirit. How do you strengthen your focus? Create a picture of the business that you want. You know how many times people tell me, well, I'll try. Trying is negative. Well, I hope I can do this. That's negative. You've got to create a picture of the life that you want and every day fine-tune your plan to keep you moving in that direction. Every day, organize your time to be productive, not procrastinating. How do you strengthen your focus? Unmask your fears. Again, one of the great battles you fight every day of your life is the battle between your desire and your fear. Do you know what separates successful people from average people? Average people could be successful. They just choose not to. And average is a choice. You were not put on this earth to be average. You were given talents. You were given skills to take you forward. It's your choice to deny your talents. Your choice not to develop your skills. It's your choice to be average and not live the life you were put on this earth to live. And one of the greatest ways we do that is we keep giving in to our fears and allowing our fears to push our desires in the background. And every day you live in fear, you're not focused, you're staring. How do you strengthen your focus? Stay centered on helping people. Your value to others is your internal commitment to every day be better, be smarter. Every day, strengthen your presence. Critical mistake number four. You blow a tire. Tires represent your resilience. When you blow a tire, you're all over the track. When you lose your resilience, you lose the ability to control the direction of your business, the direction of your life. I think next to the word love, the word resilience is one of the most powerful words in language because what is resilience about? You can knock me down, but you can't keep me down. Why? Because my spirit is strong. I believe in me. I trust me. I have confidence that there's more for my life. So why do most tires blow? The tread is worn. You know what that's about? You ever been tired of working hard and not seeing the results that you wanted? Can the lack of things to celebrate exhaust you? But you see, there's more in life than what you see to celebrate. It's just that is not exactly what you wanted or what you expected. But I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes the good may be less than what you expected, but if the good happens and it allows you to move forward, celebrate. 
Why do most tires blow? Internal pressure is weak. You don't have time for you. Some of you know my four-room house. You have a business room, family room, social room, and personal room. Personal room is the most important because that's the room where you go to be by yourself. That's the room where you go to recharge. If you don't have a personal room, your internal pressure is going to be low. Your spirit's going to be weak. Your trust is going to diminish. Your belief in yourself is going to weaken. Your passion is going to go down. And rather than being motivated, you're going to be depressed. Why do most tires blow? Rubble on the track. And what does that mean? Everywhere you look, there's something that needs your attention. Everywhere you turn, you're trying to navigate beyond something that's there in front of you. And there's just one mess after another mess that you're there to clean up. Think that'll play with your spirit? Think that'll play with your energy? Why do most tires blow? Extra heat, extra wear. Everybody needs you. You ever had a time that you planned time for yourself, and man, you were looking forward to it, and then all of a sudden someone brought you a crisis, and you can't say no. You'd rather sacrifice yourself than help yourself to grow. That's extra wear on your life. Why do most tires blow? Slow leak. The tread is worn. Internal pressure is low. Rubble on the track. Extra heat. Extra wear. You think that won't put a slow leak in your life? You've got this energy and you're going, but every day you're a little more tired. Every day you're a little more exhausted. Every day things are nibbling at your spirit. Why? Because you're not protecting yourself. You're not standing up and taking control of your life by taking it back from other people. You're not standing strong from the inside out. Your resilience is weakening. And when your resilience weakens, you become a shadow rather than a person who's designed to go forward. So how do you protect your tires? Pause and examine what is really happening. Hey, is my life about confusion or clarity? Refuse to jump on the negative bandwagon. People bring their negative garbage to you. Don't get involved. How do you protect your tires? Open your imagination. Give your mind the freedom to create. Make taking a risk okay. Live from your mind down, not your emotions up. Talk to your mentor. Challenge for some of you, you don't have a mentor. Have you been to my website? Have you checked out my mentoring program? If God's given me one gift, it's the ability to take what looks confusing in your life and show you the pathway to the other side. Everybody needs a mentor, not a coach. Now, I know I'm going to step on people's toes, but one of the challenges I have with a lot of coaches is that they come into a person's life, they deal with one area, and the rest of it caves in. If I'm going to help you, i got to deal with all four rooms of your life. i got to be a part of your business, your family, your social, your personal. I've got to get your life in order. How do you protect your tires? Confront those who are trying to puncture your tires. Get rid of the negative people. How do you protect your tires? Talk about your dream, not your problems. You understand that a problem is a situation that you've accepted and you're not willing to face and do anything about? Your dream is your direction? Your dream is your recharging station? Your dream is energy? Your dream allows you to see beyond this moment? Your dream makes tomorrow better. 
And then critical mistake number five, your pit crew doesn't mesh. When people don't share a common agenda, there will be confusion. Confusion is where people collide. You ever watched a pit crew? Do you know how many hours these people practice? Do you know how many times their time to make sure that they're not costing that driver time in the pit? And what happens when they're not working together? Not only can the race be lost, but someone could get hurt. What pits the crew against each other? Concerns aren't addressed. How many times do we have concerns that we need to address with somebody, but we just bury them? And do they go away? No, they nibble at our spirit. They change our attitude. They pull us down. They take the positive away from us. Because you spend more time in the negative than you do the positive. Anything, you've heard me say this, anything you don't confront, you validate. What pits the crew against each other? Respect isn't present. Do you listen to people you don't respect? Do you enjoy spending time around people you don't respect? How many times do we not confront people because we don't respect them? Or we're afraid of losing them. And the bigger the wall, the bigger the issue, the more conflict it creates. What pits the crew against each other? Expectations that aren't in sync. One of the things that I'm growing, folks, and, and I'm seeing this every day, and I'm learning from it, and I'm watching it. You will not be in sync where there's not a common purpose, a common agenda, and a common commitment. There is no being in sync. If we're not together in the reason we're doing this, if we don't have a common purpose, we're going to be against each other. If we don't share a common agenda where we're moving in the same direction, there's going to be collisions. If we don't have a common commitment, everybody does their own thing. What pits the crew against each other? The wrong way. You know there's a right way and a wrong way. I've had people tell me, well, Richard, I didn't mean to do that. That's an absolute lie. If you didn't mean to do it, you wouldn't have done it. You know the wrong way always takes you toward confusion and conflict and drama. You know the right way takes you toward freedom and fulfillment. And if you know the right way and the wrong way, why would you choose the wrong way knowingly doing that? Because we do it. You know why some of us do it? Because we don't believe in ourselves. We don't think we deserve good. We don't think we deserve success. And when you don't think you deserve something, you prove that through your behavior. And oh my goodness, it's time for those three little words. Behavior never lies. So, how do you mash people together in a partnership? Place your emphasis on quality, not quantity. It's not how much we do, it's are we the best at doing it. Agendas must be in sync. All human lives collide at the point of agendas. Rally around the dream. Everybody's sharing that purpose and having that agenda and being committed to keeping us moving forward by rallying around the dream. Talk all things through. Don't let things fester. Because every day that they fester, they gather negative emotions. And at some point, there's going to be an eruption. And that eruption will be a major explosion. Nothing negative is allowed to fester. Put it on the table when it's a concern. Expectations must be monitored. 
I got to check that purpose. I got to check that agenda. I got to check that level of commitment. Respect must be present. Why would you keep anyone in your life you don't respect? State the truth at all times. Man, this is tough. Some of you have heard me say, most people want honesty as long as it's not honest. I mean, do you always want everyone in your life to be totally honest with you? Do you? Can anything in life improve without honesty? You know the answer, don't you? You've got to keep your life from making the critical mistakes. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear maybe what you learned today from this webinar. I'd like to be able to deal with any questions you may have. And all you got to do is reach out to me at solutions at richardflint.com. Solutions at richardflint.com. Am I hearing your engine start? Am I hearing your spirit rev up? Am I feeling that you're tired of just being average? You're tired of just playing on the beach? You're ready to soar? To do that, you got to start your engine. Thank <laughs> you.